what's up, everybody? Welcome to Slurred Speech. Hell yeah. The podcast about speech impediments. <laughs> just going to keep rolling with that one I every wonder, week. I wonder how long until someone's like, they're like in a group home. They're like, here's a podcast about speech impediments. You guys should listen. <laughs> Man, maybe uh, maybe Ren will come up with an interesting Ohio fact related to speech impediments. I, I don't know if it's going to happen tonight. <laughs> Uh, I don't think so either. We're we're doing the remote podcast. It would probably be pretty hard to get her on. Right. She doesn't live here. <laughs> well, I mean, technical issues, because you'd have to pop off your headphones and get her on the mic, and I wouldn't be hearing her. She wouldn't be hearing me. It would be a whole thing. Yep. Why are we going remote tonight, Joe? Well, it's almost like there was 18 inches of snow dumped on Cleveland, Ohio tonight. I don't remember. I remember, like, I have, I've done... Uh, the driveway before and had to kind of like re go over what I did before, maybe like before I even really finished. Okay. But I don't remember the last time I've done the driveway twice in a 12 hour span. Like, and that's, sh- that stuff was heavy today. Yeah. I did the driveway once and heavy. I, would, well, then I, I remembered how out of shape I am. So I'm glad I got my exercise in for the year. <laughs> um, the other thing is, <laughs> The other thing is I, I don't have to go anywhere. So I, I did the driveway for someone else, you know, that did it for Renee and just threw a bunch of salt down and was like, hope you can get out tomorrow because. Uh-huh. I had uh, what, I mean, this week would be kind of murder for me in work usually. Um, and today would have been quite a bit of running around. If it hadn't been for COVID, I would have been doing both of my appearances this morning live in court. And that would have been insane with the weather today i would have had to have gotten up at 6 a.m just to plow the driveway to make my first hearing in downtown cleveland just in time and then headed out to lank county and been barely making it in time and that was so nice being able to work remotely today um one of the judges i actually worked for it looked like he referred to it as the office but i'm pretty sure he was at home um (laughs) and it's it's always it's always interesting seeing that you know, sometimes they're doing the robe thing. Sometimes everybody's all dressed up. Um, I was clearly dressed up for that one today, and then he he was wearing what looked like the sweater he might have slept in. <laughs> it was pretty good. No, and then he was it was it was our first appearance too, and he was just like, "Well, you're gonna have a new magistrate in January," and that was basically the cue for we're not getting anything done today. No, I went out on lunch today, and uh, I, uh, I don't have to go anywhere. I'm working from home, so I, I I haven't had. I mean, I go to the office at night sometimes to do some stuff, but it was like I'm not going anywhere. And then I stocked up on groceries and beer. Like bef- when I heard this thing was happening, I'm like, all right, we're getting groceries, and I'm getting beer, and I'm not going any and smokes, and I'm not going anywhere for the next See, four days. I did the the foolish Ohioan, you know, weather had been good for so long. I just thought it was going to hold out for a while, another week or two at least. Um, I didn't really have any inclination of what was going on until it was like snowing at sundown yesterday. Yeah. So, and I still didn't realize it would be this. So the funny thing is I was shoveling and don't get me wrong. Me and this neighbor get along really well, but our driveways are like set up in this weird but I just watched him turn on, like, start up his old truck and just plow the shit right into the street. You know, like, he's, like, and he's, like, 70 years old, so more power mm-hmm. to him. Literally plowed into the street, reversed back up, and waved at me. And I don't expect him to help me or anything. But then I'm shoveling my driveway. <laughs> and I'm, like, three-quarters of the way through. 
and the plow truck comes through on the street and plowed everything right back into my driveway at the bottom, you know, and I'm like, yeah, eh, that's okay. always fun. But no, um, what are you gonna do about it? It's December first. It's uh, Ohio. Um, I always find it amazing when people like like Fox Eight. You would have thought I was in a Fox Eight this morning, so I was working from bed this morning. Please mm-hmm. don't tell work that. And uh, <laughs> I was watching Fox Eight, and you would have thought the apocalypse was happening. Yeah, the way they were covering the snow. In Port well, it always is the first day, and, and I think about it because because Shane, I mean, I think Shane's a plower. Yep. Like. You know, these guys have families. These guys, sometimes it's their second jobs or third jobs. And, you know, when it's the first time of the year, your family isn't maybe in the rhythm of, okay, mom knows she's got to do this with the kids instead and everything's taken care of. So these guys are probably scrambling to get things ready. Some of them might not have their plow on their truck yet or um, be completely set up. It's like, yeah, of course it's going to take them an extra couple hours before they get started today. Yeah, Shane was telling me he was – so he plows a lot of parking lots for, like, big areas. And he'll get calls to the, whatever the hotline is. And it'll be like, no one shoveled in front of the J.C. Penny. That's not what I'm there for. I'm plowing the par- parking lot. I don't shovel the side- Whoop! sidewalk in front of the J.C. Penny. <laughs> Somebody's got to. Yeah, so I actually threw salt down last night. I had I had a big bag, old, old bag Ooh. of salt. Oh. Threw it down last night, and you could tell where it stuck, and the the snow didn't melt at, or the, or the snow melted at, and didn't stick to. Uh huh. But everywhere else, man, they, oh my I, God. I, it just caught me completely off guard. I swear. Yesterday, I there was a plow coming up the street, and I'm just hearing this slow, low rumble for like a good twenty seconds, and I'm just like, "What is that? What's going on right now?" And then it came by, and I was like, "I'm a fucking idiot." <laughs> Yeah, so they did it, it. It uh, I didn't see much on my street. You're more out of a main street. I yeah, didn't see. Yeah. I didn't see him at all on my street. It was like, mm-hmm. uh, and that's part of why I decided we'd have to do this remote tonight. I figured if if we're still looking pretty dicey over here and people are doing twenty, I can only imagine what your back roads are looking like. Yeah, and you're not getting pork chops. Man, I wanted a pork chop so bad. <laughs> I don't even like mushrooms, but mushrooms on the pork shop, pretty good. I don't like mushrooms either, but don't tell Renee. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, it's I, okay. I actually don't give a shit. I eat everything. Uh, that's why I'm fat. Hey, so welcome to the Slurred Speech Podcast. This is obviously not about <laughs> um, slurred, uh, it's, it, well, it's slurred speech, mostly because I'm like I'm like 18 beers deep right now. Not really, but. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, damn, man, you sound pretty good. No, no, probably about six. Like, um, last podcast, I was painting the the, the bathroom uh, ceiling, and then I ended up painting the entire bathroom the last weekend. So, tore all the tape off. And it looks fantastic. It. it came. Nice. It really. It came together. It what really, kind of green is that? Is that a jungle green? It's Everglade green. Everglade. Well, that's a swamp, right? Swamp. Swamp green. Everglade. I thought Everglades were mountains, weren't they? No, Everglades are the the swamps down in Florida. Wetlands, I guess they're wetlands. I like that we both look it up. Yeah, Everglades are uh, tropical wetlands. It doesn't look like that at all, folks. So if you want, <laughs> if you want, if you want jungle or uh, swamp looking green, don't go Everly, Everglade green from Bear. It's yeah, it, that's that's not it at all. No, <laughs> that's not it at all. It's a, much, it's a jungle green, I'm telling you. It's a much darker green. Um, Maybe if you're thinking of like 
between the color of the actual ground and the alligators themselves. <laughs> the alligator. Well, now that I'm looking at it, like, no, that's still way too green. So when we were, yeah. I was, I was face, first painting it. It was hilarious because I was laying on a coat. And I'm like, this looks like old school Jets green. Like, think of, like, the Jets in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is Jets, New York Jets green. I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do with this. <laughs> Weird. Like what Lou was wearing during the Super Bowl. Right, except for it was much more green. <laughs> I I got like four coats, or not four coats, but I got like four like rolls in with my roller. I'm like, oh, no, this isn't good. This is, <laughs> we're going to be cheering for uh, Sam Darnold or whoever the next pick is for them next year. <laughs> we'll see. Well, they, they uh, well, they're oh. headed for what? Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields probably. Yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence is probably the the safe pick there. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, you know, sometimes those guys get drafted on the potential though, and until uh, Indiana two weeks ago, Justin Fields had looked damn near perfect this year. Uh, that was a rough game though. Yeah, and well, and they just lost to the Dolphins twenty to three last week or last Sunday. Um, it's the them. Jets. Yeah, the Jets. Ooh. It's and they're the they might go own sixteen. Actually I saw some I saw some polls that said the Jets might go in sixteen and then uh ref log eighteen, which uh, shout out to him, the guy who did mm-hmm. the Cleveland Brown sprayed. Um they were the people are t- tweeting him like, Hey man, you plan on doing a parade for the Jets? You know? And mm-hmm. Yeah, it just seems to me like that thing's gonna that's gonna be so much more common anymore. Um, people are down with tanking, and I think it's weird because you know I hate the em- the overemphasis on winning championships, and you know, like just with the Indians, you know, I I've been I've really enjoyed the last three four year run they've had. Um, people are just mad we haven't actually gotten a title out of it. It's like just enjoy the goddamn show. Um, but by the same token, it makes people more okay with an 0 and 16 or 1 and 15 season in football. It's like we know we're bad. You've got to kind of sink before you can float back up. Um I just feel like these 0 and 16 teams are going to be so much more common than you would have ever seen before. Which is weird because like tanking with basketball is one thing because you would win 11 games and lose all the other games or 20 games. You'd win 20 games. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. the Cavs did that a bunch of times. But at least you were winning games. With football, you only get 16 of these things, dude. And to go zero and sixteen, that's pretty embarrassing. And Especially when you're getting hit in the mouth the entire time. That's got to be extra hard. Yes, and then these guys are talking shit to you. Like, and I, I know they're talking shit in baseball and, and basketball, but there's one thing to get forearmed in the face by a football mm-hmm. player, and then there's one thing to get dunked on. Um, now you know this is something I, I want to ask you as a Patriots fan, and I I kind of actually haven't even done it in real life, and I've kind of been it's popped into my head so many times. With the guys that sat on the Patriots going into the season, do you think that was an organizational or a Belichick move to be like, hey, you guys are great players. Um, it'd be nice if you didn't get COVID, number one. And secondly, this year we're not doing anything, so why don't you just take a breather and uh, we'll be fine? I honestly thought and think they thought Cam was going to come in and light it up. You did? Yes. I, I drafted him in fantasy football. Um and not that I'm some fancy football expert, but I honestly thought that they thought they were getting Cam Newton uh, one year healed up from 
the last season from uh, you know he was he sat all season, and mm-hmm. they thought they were going to get this guy and he was going to tear it up. And it's not just Cam. I mean, the team's not good, and um, they do not. They don't look. Well, like, that offense was pretty bad last year too with Tom Brady. Yeah, and yeah, and I think they thought maybe, and I'm just thinking out loud. Maybe they thought where Tom Brady failed, Cam would uh, excel with his feet, right? Uh-huh. Tom Brady falls back in the pocket. If the if it collapses, Tom Brady's getting sacked. Where they the thought is Cam can can escape and do stuff. Yeah, and it just wasn't happening. Um, you know what else is not happening? What's that? Me feeling Cam Newton's wardrobes after games. In fact, most of them. You know, I'm seeing Carson Wentz and fucking Darnold coming out, and they're wearing, like, Indiana Jones hats with, like, scarves around their necks. Not scarves, but, like, uh, uh, you know, those bandanas. <laughs> Man, what's going on? Well, you've always been kind of a stylish guy. I'll give you that. But not like that. Like, But I'm just saying, like, because I, I, I don't know, dude. You've known me. I've, like, always been a T-shirt. You're and... a T-shirt guy. Yeah. But me, like, still, I'm, like, I don't. I'm not wearing slacks every day unless it's for work. Like, I'm not wearing stylish name brand clothes. I like I wear a collar. Yeah, but you've always or had like, the dude. In your defense, you've always had the dopest uh, t-shirts t- that you find at Goodwill, dude. <laughs> you know what? You've nailed that hundred percent. Not to jerk you off on the podcast, but dude, you've I was always... gonna say something. I, I was uh, I was gonna wear a shirt over today. Um, and ask you if you liked it. Um, I actually bought it for you for Christmas. <laughs> it's not, and then it's I was not like, a double XL. <laughs> I was like, this is a dope shirt. I'm just going to wear it. Well, and also, it was kind of borderline size-wise. Yeah, I mean, don't, I, I don't get... Do you not offend me? I'm fake. Now that, it, now that it's shrunk, like, it's it's a little small on me. Even, uh, but it's, it's still cool as hell. What is it? It's a Venom shirt. Oh, you fuck. It's pretty sweet. So, I um, enjoy it. my Venom run. Oh, this is sound so nerdy, but hey, man, it's our podcast. So, my Venom run, my comic book guy was like, hey, man, you know, Venom number 18 through 28, you could probably sell online. And I was like, nah, I'll just throw it in my collection. And when I die early of liver disease, someone will find it and they can sell, they can sell it. <laughs> oh, man, I just realized Ren's going to get your comic book collection instead of me now. Uh, no, probably either her. I'm just kidding. You got family still down the line. (laughs) I don't have any kids, which is nice. But it would would probably be Nora Braxton. I wonder which one of them would be in the comic book. It could be Damien. Could be Damien. In reality, it could be Run Breaks Up With Me. They just find my body eaten by the dogs. (laughs) Oh, no. As dark as that is, I don't give a fuck. You should go over to that neighbor with the plow and be like, so, uh, well, I mean, do you see his family over there much? No, but he actually has called me a couple times because he's hilarious because he'll call me and be like, hey, I've got this old, so he knows I like comic books and he knows I'm a musician. So every time I talk to him, he's like, yeah, I got this old Gibson mandolin in the attic. You should look at it. I'm like, yeah, we should look at it. (laughs) He's like, oh, you think we could sell it? Yeah, it's an old Gibson yeah. mandolin. We could sell it. I'll give you some money. I'm like, Will, I don't want any money. I just want to see it because that'll be dope. Yeah. And then so like months later, um, I figured I was wearing like a, I was wearing a Marvel shirt. He's like, Oh, I got some comic books up there from the '60s. I'm like, Really? He's like, Yeah, I got a Superman or two that 
people want. I'm like, dude, <laughs> they're just sitting in your attic. He's like, yeah, I wrapped them up in paper towels. I'm like, oh, oh <laughs> <Okay>. no. <laughs> At least they're wrapped up in something. <laughs> something better than nothing. Just the box, but oh, it's man. paper towels. It's not. That was like my uncle's collection. I said in the one podcast, they they put it in the basement, and it was just like, ah, yeah, they're comic books. Put it in the basement. No one wants them. Mm-hmm. So what's you, up with the guitar? Oh, it's a mandolin. mandolin. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. He, he's, you know, COVID's hit recently, so he was more. Um, yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. He don't want me in his house, and I don't want to be in his gotcha. house. He's old, you know. Like we touch base every once in a while. He's a nice guy, and uh, you know what you need to do is start like a beer exchange with him. You need to just like come up on his porch one day and leave him a tall boy, and then he's gonna have to. He's gonna want to do the same for you. But he's gonna plow your driveway on the way in. But he only drinks Miller High Life, which I I could drink Miller High Life. But every time I've been over there, he's like, "You like Miller?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And like 18 Miller High Lifes later, I'm like, "He's wasted." And and he's like, literally seven years old. He's drunk as shit. I'm like, "All right, well, I'm gonna go home now." He's like, "All right, yeah." Hey, yeah. Well, he's well done. Just keep checking in on him. Now I waved to him today when I was shoveling, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he plowed his driveway. Shout uh, out to Mrs. Mrs. White, um, the neighbor across the street from uh, my my beloved girlfriend's grandmother passed away. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think it was like the day before Thanksgiving. Poor lady. Oh. Okay, well I was gonna transition to the next thing, but this is transition. <laughs> transition. <laughs> You know who also died? Who? Nate Robinson. Yeah, he got murdered. Oh, he got murked, dude. Yeah. He so, was not ready. Uh, we talked about this, so let's talk about it on the podcast. He, excuse me, Nate Robinson and and the announcers, he came in this fight as the natural-born athlete the NBA player, who had done some boxing, and everyone just thought he was going to come over there, and he was like three inches shorter, and he was at least ten pounds lighter. I, I Jake, I, no, nine pounds. Jake mm-hmm. Paul weighed in at one eighty nine. Nate Robinson weighed at one eighty, and he came in, and everyone just thought the natural athlete. He's going to do it. He's got it. It's no big deal. And the announcers were saying that, and I kept saying, "I'm like, man, they're really harping on that." And then Jake Paul, and I, I don't know much about Jake Paul or his brother. I know one of them did the weird suicide video that they got in trouble for. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just know he's a douche. I yeah, just, one of them. I don't remember the reasons why I think he's a douche even. That's how little I care. Yeah, one of them came, one of them was doing a video in Japan, and they were in the suicide forest. And they videoed themselves in the suicide force with a, a dead body. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It's one of the Pauls. I can't remember. I, I, I don't mm-hmm. pay that much attention. But uh, Nate Robinson came in and just kept, like, the first round he kind of kept, he was, the first half of the first round he was trying to land punches. And after that he was just trying to hold on. And Jake Paul, yeah. Jake Paul I'm not going to say a legit boxer, because he was fighting Nate Robinson. But, man, he had some skill, dude. And, um... Yeah, against an, a person who looked like he didn't take it seriously and just figured he'd coast on his athleticism. I mean, that was my takeaway. So you know what that? So that's funny. You know what that reminds me of? So I used to train at uh, Strong Style um, in Independence. No. Yeah, 
I, have I ever told you that? I, I always, I, that's my claim to fame. So, um, there was a kid that came in that was a co-worker of one of the trainers. And he was just a physical slash, um, he was an athletic trainer. Like, you know, you know, uh, stamina and this and that. And then he would do mitts with everybody. But never at one point did he come off as a badass. And he was like 55 years old. And mm-hmm. this young kid, apparently they worked together. And he found out that, um, I forget his name, I'm sorry. But found out that he trained at Strong Style and was a trainer at Strong Style. He, he, tra- he was a trainer at Strong Style. So he talked all this shit. His name is Chris, actually. Now I think about Chris. And so he talked all this shit. So he came to Strong Style to fight him in the cage. And I'll never forget. I was I'd, I'd come in I'd come in to work out that day, and all these people are surrounding the cage. I'm like, oh, what's going on? You know, and they're like, oh, Chris is getting ready to fight some guy from his kid from his work that uh, keeps running his mouth. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, like, and this Chris dude uh, broke his nose within the first thirty seconds, and then choked him out with about two minutes in. And it just reminded me of this, you know. Um, Chris, the guy from Strong Style, he had trained that much. I mean, he had he was a uh, he did mitts, he did this, he did that, he did some of the boxing classes, he did some rolling with everybody. Like, mm-hmm. he had technique, and he just mm-hmm. this kid just thought he would come in with nothing, and just because you know he was younger and everything. Yeah, and, uh, I remember going into the the locker room that day, and that kid was crying in the showers. <laughs> I bet. I felt bad, but I was also like, dude, you don't go around running your mouth to people and show up to their gym where they're yeah. fucking employed yeah. at. You know, that probably almost happened to me one time with the, the crying in, in the showers. Uh, it probably wouldn't have been like, I wasn't running my mouth, but I legitimately thought I could, uh, man, what was this guy's name? I think it was um, maybe Rami. Um, when I uh, lived and worked down uh, at Ohio State, um he was ex special forces of israel um trained extensively in krav maga and i was taking like my second boxing class <laughs> You're like, but you know yeah yeah yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah you, you know i I'd, I'd watched a lot of boxing since i was like 14 <laughs> or 16 so i was feeling pretty good and we were gonna spar one day after work uh and then too many people got wind of it, and he was just like, "Nah," and I was like, "Was it Man. like a was it like a high school thing where too many kids got wind of it? They're all showing up like fight, fight." Yeah, fight. yeah, yeah. And my inclination at the time was to be like, I mean, you know, back then as a twenty year old college student, I was probably like, "He's too old for this." He was probably like late thirties, early forties, yeah, and he was probably you. like, "Well, uh, I'm gonna murder this kid." Yep. <laughs> And no. it's not not gonna be good for my career. No, well, it was like um, I, I I'll, maybe I'll save that for another because I'm hoping we can get him on the podcast. But there was a, another MMA fighter at that gym, Kevin, and he used to uh, spar with everybody. He was always really cool, but like I remember the like he, if someone started to mess with him, it was like, why are you messing with Kevin? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I know he's tiny, and I, and when I say tiny, 145, 155 pounds, but. That guy's not someone to mess with. <laughs> but I'm, I'm hoping we could get him on. I, I've, I've tried to talk to him a couple times, and um, we mostly talk about Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff. 
And then, <laughs> how was your Thanksgiving, bud? Uh, it was good. Um, I didn't do the proper social distancing. Um, <laughs> went to mom. Actually, I say that I went to mom's. It was me, my brother, and his kids. And then I uh, went to the girlfriend's uh, parents, and it was a little bigger, mm-hmm. but it was still quiet. How about yourself? Well, I would say all those people are pretty well quarantined, though, too, right? Um, with the outs, I mean, the only one that wouldn't be is your mom can't really quarantine with work, right? Well, the kids go to school every day, or they work. Oh, the kids, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter because your mom sees them every day, and she'd be the most at-risk person. Yeah, yeah, totally. And she sees them all the time anyway, because, yeah. you know, grandmother and grandchildren. Yeah. Huh. It was good, though. How it about yours? It doesn't sound like you guys did anything bad. No, I um, mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not having a hard time breathing except for smoking too much, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was okay. It was kind of the same thing with uh, girlfriend's parents. We had a little thing over there with the, the two daughters and uh, grandma, which was probably, like, the third or fourth time she's been out of the house since March. So, you know, I think, really? I, I think we're kind of f- feeling the same way you do about like, you know, I, we should be taking it more serious at this point. Um, but by the same token, like grandma's needs to get out of the house. Like she, again, she's been out probably like three to five, maybe six times since Christmas and, or not Christmas since like March. So, you know, at a certain point it's like, yeah, they feel like they just can't tell her. Like you're not, she can't miss the holidays. You know what I mean? She's been so good about it. She's 90 years old, um, so she's heavily at risk. But at the same time, it's like, well, my girlfriend's mom was kind of saying, "Well, she's like, I'm not canceling Thanksgiving." Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I, and I know that sounds like, and she's not a Republican. It was just era one of those people. It was just one mm-hmm. of those things that. She well, was that's like, the thing too. If everybody's being safe, and I knew me and my girlfriend essentially. Outside of um, seeing my family, uh, the week before had essentially been quarantined the the two weeks prior anyway, and I know a lot of them had been doing the same thing. Um, the her sister's her and her sister work from home. The sister's fiance is, you know, off of a, from school because the school shut down where he's at. They're in the purple zone, so he'd been home anyway. So um, we didn't feel like we were putting anybody at risk. Did you see the Tyson Roy, Roy Jones? Uh, no, I. Uh, so I was working the Christmas tree farm. You know, this last weekend. Um, yep. I and, love that uh, I know all this, and I have to ask like I ask. Right, <laughs> records, record setting weekends, man. Everybody oh really? Oh yeah, dude. So they're old. I work at the uh, Call Christmas Tree Farm out in Medina, Ohio. On shout uh, out Foss Foskett Road. Foskett. Um, their old record for trees in a day we set last year sometime. Was was last year a late Thanksgiving, too? Do you remember? Uh, let's look it up last year. I can't remember. Either way, maybe there was just a, a nice weather day. Anyway, they hit their... Uh, uh, it was November 28th. Sorry for cutting you Yeah, so they hit... Um, that's kind of a thing with them, is if you have a late, a late one, you're going to have a condensed season because people are like, they want to get it right then. You know what I mean? They're not going to wait any longer. Whereas if it's the 23rd, some people are going to come get them to get the best tree, but some people aren't going to want to get them and bring them in because they don't want it to dry out. Um, so last year we set a record in a day of like 260 trees or something. It was like 258 or 260, 263. We broke that Saturday with like two, 260, high 260s. But Friday we did 360. It was insane. 
They had lines waiting on the street to get in the place and everything. So by the time I finally they crashed out line, Saturday, they night, had lines for their their tree farm, huh? To get yeah, to get in no and kidding. park in the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> they awesome. there was there was a line like usually about from from like 10 a.m. till about maybe noon, and then from like one to two or three. It was like five to six cars sitting on the street just waiting to get in the parking lot. I've got to say, I've got to say, so real quick, I looked up the the call Christmas Tree Farm. They're 4.8 Google rating. Um, Ooh, that's pretty nice. And their lowest rating is a three. Um, That's their lowest rating? Right. And the guy says, nice people and great place. Good pre-cut tree selection. But if you're looking to cut your own, I would go somewhere else. So it's like that was the, everything else was four it, and five from there. It, yeah, and you know what it is. It, that's I, I would agree. <laughs> I would agree with that assessment wholeheartedly. It's just like the good trees get cut down. People see like a good tree and they're going to cut it, whether it's five feet or six feet or seven feet. So he just can't get monsters out there. You know what I mean? He he pulls all of his good trees from. Um, land he owns that's like an hour away um and they also get a big shipment from out of state so i mean what they have going in the back back uh backyard um you know there's a lot there but they they people won't let them grow the people that want to go out and do the cut your own tree experience they're going to go and get not as nice of a tree because they want to do that. Um, and so uh, another... you can find some nice pines and stuff, but if you're looking for like that tree to hang ornaments on your Frasers and Canaan's or whatever, it, it's, it's not worth it to cut your own. Real well quick, so the, then the, the review after that was pricing was odd. You may, you pay more to cut your own tree than a pre-cut tree. Nah, not true. The same size or similar. Same size, same size. I agree. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. The staff was very friendly. No frills. If you're looking for one of those places for photos, hot cocoa, and fire, this is not the place. We didn't have any problems, and we found a tree we we're very happy with. So I you gotta, know what? I got to ask. Was that this year? I, hold, yes, it was. It was no cocoa this year from COVID. So it was sorry. Two, oh no, it was two days ago. So Daryl, why aren't you taking pictures of the kids while they cut their tree down? <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, we have no problems with, uh, people taking pictures and there's usually like, uh, you know, one of those things with cut out faces and stuff and a fake, <laughs> yeah, like a fake Christmas Santa. tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's cool. And people taking pictures, if they're like there to do stuff and buy stuff is fine. He has like a lot of signs up and maybe these people were intimidated that just says like no photography sessions because people want to come and do their wedding photos or their engagement photos and spend two hours there and not buy anything and it's they're just in everybody's way so no um, no no and that they got nothing but like literally man that's four they got 4.8 reviews and there's like one three review but that's actually incredible because that he the boss man he straight up will just be like I don't know. <laughs> like somebody will come up to him and ask him something. He'll just be like, "Dad," he just makes a face at him. <laughs> it's pretty fucking great, actually. This lady got sassy with me. I got sent back to do the cut your own. And she was just, she asked me like nine different times, like, like trying to get to the fact that cut your own, it's, it's priced by tree. And that's because, like I said, people will cut it no matter what. So he's not doing a, a by foot thing and then having to haggle with people over whether it's 7.11 <laughs> or if it's fucking 8.1. <sighs> so it's all one price. And she's just, asked, she asked me nine different ways. Uh, like, 
is it size? It's it's by it's not by size. It's by tree. And so finally, she points at like a two foot tree that you know has like six branches on it. She's like, "This one, same as this one," and points at like an eleven foot tall one. And I just look at her and go, "Yep." And she looks back at her son and looks back at me and shakes her head. And she goes, "It's not fair." And boss, can I talk, boss man? I was like, you can go up there, and I was just laughing under my mask, like, oh, he's gonna light you up, lady. <laughs> Which is great because I mean, if I were doing something stupid at work, he'd probably be like, hey, what are you doing? But by the same, like, he doesn't treat. I've never seen him yell at or treat a worker badly. It's when the customer is just being ridiculous that he's just gonna be like. Uh, make a face at him or something and just not respond. And they're just like watching people react to him is great. And, and he does that every year. He does it every year. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how does he, is he just grow them in, in spurts? I, mean, I don't know anything about tree. Farms, well, so. it's, it's, I don't know much about the process. Um, you know, Bob, the plumber man might be able to fill us in. I know he's gone out with the family, um, a few times and cut trees down at their place. So I know they regularly have to go out there throughout the year and trim the branches to make sure they get that, that good Christmas tree shape. And then, um, you know, they dig them up or they cut them down cause they'll do ones that, um, you know, they keep the roots in there so they, and you know, they wrap them in a burlap sack so that people can go and plant them if they want to plant their own tree at their house. Um, so they got all these different services. Then they also get a large part of their shipment from, from out of state. Um, so it's, uh, I'm sure it's a ton of work and he seems like he's kind of hitting the point where it's, uh, he's kind of got a little bit of that. I'm getting too old for this look about it. Um, I th- still think he loves it cause you know, he's still out there and, I, I saw him a few different times, uh, like little kids freaking out about not being able to go into the shack because their par- they don't have masks and their parents are worried about taking them in there. But dad's going in to pay for the tree and the kid's melting down. And I saw him just go up to two different little girls and be like, hey, come here, I got to show you something. And he'd just give them these kind of super little sapling kind of trees and just oh, just dope. threw them in on the house to, yeah, to get these neat. kids to not be freaking out for a minute. It's, it's pretty cool. And it's, I guess I, I see what that one lady's saying too. No frills. Like it's not too much of that stuff, but they got a nice little craft shop and, um, they usually do the cocoa and, you know, I mean, they shake the tree, they bail the tree. I, I don't really know what else you want unless you're looking for like a place that has a Christmas wonderland with a, a train or something like that. But, um, I don't know. I guess I, I I never really went to tree farms as a kid or anything like that. We never did. Oh, we did trees, that shit so. all the time, and then it was just it was always us in the middle of the. It might have been a call Christmas tree farm, and my dad ended up with a hacksaw, not even a real saw, was like you know, <laughs> and screaming at us because something's wrong, you know. Yeah. See, I picture your dad taking you out into like the forest and doing that shit. <laughs> Not even like at a place. No, we paid. We always paid. Okay, I don't. But it was always like we'd end up somewhere. Like we might have went somewhere, and then it was just always like, oh shit. Yeah, it's it's nice, man. I like working there too. It kind of. Last year, especially, it kind of like put me in the Christmas spirit. Uh, I'm not really a big Christmas spirit guy. I'm also not like a grouch about it or, uh, you know, a Scrooge. But, um, you know, it was just it was nice being in that environment. And well, I think you'd get sick of telling people Merry Christmas like 300 times a day, but it, it really didn't. Well, it's um, funny there. you say that because I came home from Thanksgiving and I'm normally like December 1st is when decorations go up. Other than that, no one cares. 
and like we came home from Thanksgiving, and I got about three beers in me. I'm like, we're putting up Christmas stuff. <laughs> Hell like, yeah! And then I had a, I bought a staple gun this year, which is like I'm a I'm kind of a newish homeowner, so mm-hmm. a staple gun was kind of like a, what do I need this for? Man, I was staple gunning lights all over the house. <laughs> nice. You need a light there? I'll put it there. Is is is, is Ren uh, big on the Christmas thing? Is that like oh, she, yeah. she all about it? Okay, oh, yeah. yeah, mine is too. Um, yeah. That's that's kind of gotten me more into it over the last year. Like I like getting people gifts and stuff, but you know, at the same time, I'm always like grumbling about the the hassle of buying the gifts and stuff like that. But well, every this year, I'm just everything's gonna be. I'll just buy everything online, and then yeah, got to right. I mean, yeah just makes too much sense this year to to do all that get it out of the way you know what i might buy this year what a nick chubb jersey nice oh man fucking amazing i mean how long is he under team control though oh it doesn't matter they'll sign him well you know he's he was a rookie last year right was he well that's the thing you never know about signing running backs dog it's just they don't like teams don't like giving them contracts they can sign him forever Sign for life. I hope so. I I I'd, I'd take him, even if he ends up being worse. But uh, uh yeah, you know, we finally 2018 we signed him, and he didn't play much. We uh, yeah, we got actually some, some a pick of players whose jersey you might want to get. Like usually the Browns got that one one or two guys, and one of them's a risk, and one was Joe Thomas. <laughs> yeah, right. One, one was. <laughs> Very well, very well done. Yeah, well, you had well, Joe well. Thomas and Dawson were the stays, and then you could either go for the quarterback or that guy that had a good year last year who inevitably flamed out. <laughs> and now you can get all of their jerseys at Goodwills for six ninety nine. Maybe less than that. They'll be like, if you buy two of them, you get them for free. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Just take well, them. Uh, Chubb had a great game last week, man. He went, what, he sure 140 did. yards or something like that? Yeah. It was beautiful. Uh, 144 yards, 7.6 average. Uh, it was touch. fucking cute, guys. Yeah, that was fucking cute, guys. Uh, that was <laughs> fucking amazing. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't believe I heard that on the the first take on the audio. I I really thought he was uh, he was kind of not gloating necessarily, but I thought he was like pumping up the team about the the big third down. I, maybe it was a third down. Either it was a first down made by Landry. I thought he was kind of like doing that i didn't realize it was about the shift until you showed me that link later yeah no and then i i saw it um i saw it on twitter it was like he apparently was um yeah i think i remember um the brown shifted a guy to the left and then the defensive line it was weird actually they they looked like they almost both shifted at the exact same time um, so they went the same way. The defensive line went to the right. The uh, Browns, I'm not even sure who went into motion, went left. Um, yeah, and then he just called that out. I don't know. I kind of want him to stop acting like that, but, you know, that's, that's part of who he is, I guess. I'm not going to hate on him for well, it. Well, if they keep winning, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't either. Um, and as as long as he's he's mediocre to good, you know, I I don't need him to be a Super Bowl quarterback this year and – I just don't want him to be trash. Yeah. Um, the day of the, I feel like the, the day, although Nick Foles won the Super Bowl not too long ago. I'm trying to say like the day of the, 
game manager quarterback is gone. But literally, Nick Foles won, what, two years ago? Uh, was that two years ago? No, that was three years ago because the Patriots won it against the Rams before that. And last year was the Chiefs. The last... But still, here. that's that's three years ago. The, the Mahomes, game Brady, Foles, Brady, Peyton Manning, Brady, Russell Wilson, yeah, but Joe fucking Flacco. Peyton Manning. Do you know what? Fuck that. Peyton Manning game managed that fucking Denver team, dude. Like he was he, a game manager on that Denver he team. Did but that was mostly they were built for a defense, right? Well, our defense sucks. But okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, I mean, our defense sucked against the Jaguars because you had three or four of your top guys out. But I don't know. This Browns defense is kind of built for turnovers and everything. Um, and, you know, if Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett are going to be out, it's not going to go well. Um, and that's kind of what I – another thing I was wondering, like, do you see this as a gritty win that they got despite all of those problems? Are you Are you focusing on the offensive end of it and going – you know, outside of Nick Chubb, we're not really getting it done. So is it like, do you see that as kind of like a close call to a shitty team, or are you going like, I'm just glad they rallied and won it? Well, that's funny you say that because um, I think the Titans beat the Jaguars recently by two points, and um, the Colts beat the Jaguars by like three points recently. So I get it. We didn't blow them out. We didn't have our best two different players, though, defensive players. And Baker had an okay game. He hasn't had an interception. I think him and Deshaun Watson are um, leading it with no interceptions. Uh, most passes played for no interceptions. Oh, really? Yeah. Because he was throwing them pretty consistently at the beginning of the year. That that kind of snuck up on me, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm trying to see what it is. It's probably been since around the time he ended that game, like 16 of 17 or whatever. Yeah, was the last time. Yeah, no, Baker hasn't thrown an interception in like three games. But he also oh, hasn't been throwing a bunch either, you know. Well, we've also had a very good stretch of teams um, here, by which I mean favorable teams. Um, we got the Titans coming up, though. That's going to be a nice challenge for kicking off the uh, last five games of the season. The last five games suck. I mean, we Well, got... you know, not, the Ravens are a beatable team now, and based on the fact that they smashed us, we're going to come out hungry. I'm really excited for that game, the Titans game. Um, what, who else we got? The Giants, who we have to smash. We got Giants. So we, we got Browns-Titans, which is going to be a good one. Um, Miles will be back. Um who is their quarterback? I'm sorry. I saw him. Oh, I don't know who their quarterback is. Is it Ryan? Um, Wait, who are you talking about? It's Ryan Tannehill. Oh, Ryan Tannehill is still the Titans quarterback. Yeah, yeah. So we got. Uh, no, remember? He was awesome for them in the playoffs last year. Oh, we still got the Jets. That's right. Yeah, so we got. Then we got uh, Titans, which will be a close one. Ravens will be a close one. Then hopefully Giants and Jets. Which, goddamn, as a Browns fan, I can't believe I'm saying we should win that game. You know what I mean? Who, the Giants or the Jets? Both of them. Oh, I mean. The Jets are Owen, whatever and the Giants fucking suck, and I think Danny Dimes is hurt again. Yeah. 
I mean, it's not like those teams have been exactly powerhouses the last five years. Yeah, but just think about, like, I've never thought the Browns were going to win a game. I always thought, like, oh, I'm happy to watch this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're, yeah, I mean, those were more used to be games like, oh, this is a winnable game as opposed to, and that's that's kind of why I'm not too down on the Jags game is, you know, I'm still keeping this all in perspective. We have a fucking eight-win Browns team, and that's something to be ecstatic about regardless so can of I, what So can I, I ask you a question? So What's up? Last game is Browns versus Steelers. Yep. <clears throat> Say the Steelers go 15-1. Or 14-1 before they face us. Do they put in their backup quarterback? Um, you know, I don't know. If that game doesn't matter for us, do we put in our backup? I, it's going to matter for us either way, I think. Yeah, it's probably got to. Well, I don't know, man. With the schedule coming up... If if we're good enough to beat the Titans next week, you'd have to think unless the Ravens really have our number, they've been struggling lately, and that's a very winnable game for us. To then, you know, we're gonna rattle off two easy wins. Yeah, you're right. It'll still matter for us. Um, could you imagine if we go into the that last game, we this playoff contention, and we play against Duck Hodges or Mason? No, not Duck. They cut Duck. I mean, the Steelers are still Mason undefeated, Rios. right? Yes. So what do they got? They got okay. So they got the Ravens game tomorrow, Wednesday night at three forty p.m. That's not no. Uh, that's that's right after lunch. <laughs> their lunch game. Um, why? Cause fuck them. Um, Cause of COVID. Yeah. Uh, no, but it was. I saw a meme the other day. It was uh, Roger Goodell dressed in a pop copy shirt. And it was like, why schedule a game for Wednesday at three forty p.m. when people aren't even out of work yet? Because fuck, fuck them, that's why. <laughs> um, they got the Redskins, the Bengals. No, so, so they got to play the Bills and the Colts and then us. Oh, okay. So the they Ravens, got... Bills, Colts. So they still do. Yeah, you're right. They could still come in and lose one of those games. Eh, I don't know, man. They got a real good defense. That's all I can say. And Roethlisberger's kind of, I won't say he's looking like better 10 years ago, but he's he's tossing it around. He's game managing it. Yeah. You can he's 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 doing that in the in the close games especially. Mm. Um, I don't know. Fuck them. I hate them. Whatever. Yeah, same I'm here. done talking about them. I don't. Well, I hate. Up. Do you hate the Ravens or the Steelers more? Mm. It's about equal. Really? I hate um, the Steelers I, more. I think the way I talk about them, you'd think I hate the Steelers more just because I'm kind of like. I'm almost reverent of the Ravens because that's our team, and I'm like, God, I wish we still had that team. So I'll admit that I want them to be them, kind of. But uh, I would never say that about the Steelers because they're a fucking trashy rapist. Well, I always loved it when we were bad, um, and a Steelers fan would try and make a bet with me. He'd be like, "Here's the thing: with the Steelers, when you got to wear a jersey for three weeks, and if I win, or if the Browns win, I got to wear a jersey for three days." And I was always like. Dude, I'm not that guy. Like, I get it. You guys are better than us. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to fight with you on this one. I don't care. I don't care that much. Yeah. I remember I was in Steeler country. I was uh, I went to a college party. And, like, everyone knew me as uh, Hendo. That's my nickname with some people. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, hey, Hendo. 
Colt McCoy threw for 100 yards. I'm like, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he sure did. Lighten it up. Um, you know what I find weird, though? Baseball is my sport. Um, it just all around, and I kind of hate what the MLB is doing right now with their plan for everything. I think they're really getting dumped on, like, I think they look like fools compared to the NBA and the NFL especially, and even the NHL who doesn't have as good of a following. But I don't like – I don't have a bitter Indians rival. You know what I mean? And if I would, I would say it's like the Braves who – From from my childhood. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And the Marlins who have been straight trash since then but stole a title from us in in Mm. my eyes. Um, But, I mean – you know, you like play your rivals like Detroit or Chicago, the White Sox, and it's it's a little bit of that. But well, I mean, like we're it's supposed more to so... hate the Mariners, right? And I loved the Mariners as a kid growing up. <laughs> I did too until they beat us that one time. Yeah, but it was Ken Griffey and Jay Buhner. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it was like, oh man. They, the yeah, Mariners. I liked them, and I liked them until they beat us that series, and then yeah. I was like, fuck Randy Johnson. I used to like that lengthy ninety-eight oh, fucking mile Randy hour Johnson. Time. Yeah, he was there too. Oh, yep. dude, Jay Buhner was my favorite player of all time. He's still one of my favorite players. That's what I'm naming. And uh, who was that first baseman they had? Uh, uh, Edgar Martinez? Edgar Martinez, yeah. Yep. Can you tell him how much I like? It was like, if you asked me a, a mid-90s Patriot question, I could probably tell you. <laughs> nice. None um, of them are Doug Flutie, though. Oh, man. Shout out to Matt. God damn it. Yeah, shout out to Matt Foley. Uh, little did I know when I was talking about hot guests earlier this year that Joe here, old Hendo himself, would <laughs> actually book us a super hot guest. Um, you can probably tell by our disappointment that something went wrong. <laughs> yeah, so if you guys get a chance, check out Matt Farley. Um, it's Modern, M-O-T-E-R-N, Media. Modern media. Yeah, so it's with a T instead of a D. Yeah. Uh, Matt was gracious enough, and we had a great fucking... Oh, man, I'm so disappointed. A a great... What we thought he'd give us his time for 5, 10, maybe we could push him 15 minutes, and we ended up with a 33-minute call. Um, Great time. Matt was just great, man. Rapped about his uh, 16 parlay. He uh, shared his astonishment at learning from us that the Browns were seven and three um, when you drunkenly called him at ten p.m. the Wednesday or Thursday. Before. I love that. I love that you were like, you were like, I, you're screwing this up, dude. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I, I looked to you in the eyes and I said, "Don't fuck this up." <laughs> and you were like, "No, he's okay." Yeah, and no. I got off the. But I would have been super nervous for our interview with him on Sunday if it hadn't been for the fact that you called him at 10 p.m. on a weeknight and he answered and bullshitted with us for 10 minutes. Um, so, so yeah, I, we do. He He's going to find some more time and be back on the podcast again. Unfortunately, um, who knows if it'll be another half-an-hour conversation or if it will be as good or as entertaining as that one, which uh, Skype lost. Uh, despite us ask, actually recording it, um, I've reached out to Skype. Oh man! Yeah, I know. We've man. we've both tried. Um, I don't know. They're, but Matt, they're just, Matt, they, they I, haven't answered I, anything. I've said I can the same here, and I cannot speak highly of that. Uh, more highly of that guy, dude. That yeah. dude was fucking. Uh, if you want to check him out, um, as well as modern m- motornmedia.com, um, 
he's got like 75 pseudonyms. He's performed as paparazzi. Uh, so it's spelled paparazzi, but it's like two different words on the Jimmy Fallon show. He's saying his song used to be a pizza hut. Um, he's recorded over 21,000 songs. Uh, he's got a, a, almost a hundred podcasts going. Um, I believe that song count is a world record. Um, he, he's got a, a band called the toilet bowl cleaners. If you're into potty and poop humor, uh, He's also got albums about uh, as the singing animal lover, um, the guy who sings about cities and towns, and he did a whole Ohio album. So he just did an album of uh, cities and, and little areas of Ohio that he sang songs about. Um, he's now making movies. That, other than that, yeah, and making movies. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're he's making movies. He's got like five. Um, uh, check him out on Amazon. I want to check out his monster movie, uh, Don't yeah. Let the River Beast Get You. Um, I think he local legends was another one he recommended which was weird that he didn't shout out slingshot cops because that was the one i thought he was gonna say it seemed to be the one that most people know of but um well other than that i mean besides that the dude is just a genuine human i mean he's very kind i mean like so first of all we try to call him on skype we can't get a hold of him right and we have this rinky dink fucking podcast and i i know daryl doesn't want me to say it but <laughs> but he has this rinky dink I, we have this rinky dink podcast and we get a hold we're trying to call him anyone come through he calls us man and he just gave us all the time in the world and at one point i'm like all right i feel like i'm wasting his time so i'm like trying to give his like uh prop him up and everything and he's like no nah, no nah, what else we got to talk about Oh, we're gonna talk about Doug Flutie at Boston College. I mean, oh man, he was got so hyped when we started rapping with him about Doug Flutie. Yes. Oh, that makes me so disappointed, man. And I know. Now that we're we're reminiscing about it, I'm sitting there like, oh my god, I'm gonna sue Skype. <laughs> what are you gonna sue him for? I don't know. Hey, Dude, real quick. Man. So I have so I have my list of stuff here. So oh, real quick. Oh my god, two one six. Uh, 260-5484. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. 216-260-5484. Leave us a call. Um, you know, give us a call. Post some shit. I don't give a shit what you say. Um, did your dad ever have any weird sayings growing up? <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> um, it, typical. Typical when he was, when he was angry. What do you say? It's typical. Typical. That was what he said. He said typical. Oh. So, you know, somebody's, it, I, I mean, I, I'm trying to throw out an example and I can't think of what it is, but, uh, so you like know. So my dad and I would, growing up, like, I don't know how many times I heard this saying, Joe, I'm just a boy trying to live in a man's world. And I don't oh. know how many times. That's like, that's deep compared to mine. <laughs> my, that's my dad getting aggravated by something stupid the kids did and going, typical. It's typical. <laughs> my dad, I, I don't know how many times I heard that. And now it sticks in my head for everything, like, especially work. When someone's like, when I fuck up at work and someone's like, yeah, you fucked up. I'm like, I am just a boy trying to live in a man's world. <laughs> but then my dad used to have these also stupid sayings. Like, my dad would wake us up and go, I'm a hunky, I'm a funky, I'm a hunky, funky monkey. <laughs> I don't think I had anything like that. And then um, the other thing was, you can shit in a shoe, but hope it's not you. And I never understood that <laughs> I feel like that's two separate sayings combined. <laughs> you can shit in a shoe, 
and hope it's not you. But no, all my life, <laughs> like I'd ask and my dad. You can shit in a shoe, but but my whole life, man, <laughs> my whole life would be like, I'd be like, hey, dad. I, I, I like if I complain about something, he's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just a boy trying to live in a man's world. <laughs> I haven't used that. Okay, I'm I'm glad I didn't say my first one that came to mind then because it's not in the same vein that you're talking about at all. <sighs> boy trying to live in a man's world was something I grew up by. I'm like, I'm just a boy trying to live in a man's world. I don't know, man. Oh man, I wish I could remember. I know there are more, but I, I cannot I cannot think of them. <laughs> he he fell in love with uh by a cunt hair. <laughs> few years oh, ago yeah. there was a couple yeah. months there yep. where he was throwing it for everything anything that was a little off like mm, i think we're gonna have to switch to metric this three eighths ain't fitting it it's it's off by a cunt hair <laughs> we're moving something uh just, you know, a cunt hair it's, just a a cunt hair more. it's a couch you're like dad there's more than a cunt hair here we can we can just flip it over just, just, just nudge it nudge it a little a cunt hair more that was, that was, that was, he was rocking that for a city Holy while. fuck. Uh, that was uh, a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Nice. Oh, I know too. One of his, one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> anytime anyone on my little league team got beaned <laughs> with a baseball, he, he'd, he'd proudly and loudly exclaim, I didn't feel a thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so my brother, my dad didn't come much my uh my games or anything like that. My brother would be like, "Way to go, inning killer!" <laughs> Every time I would strike out, <laughs> "Way to go, inning killer!" Got him. <laughs> inning killer. Damn, that's that's harsh. Yeah. Well, but he was more of a football coach. But mm. all right, all right, man. Let's get out of here. All right. Thanks that for checking out Slurred Speech. Um, this was the remote podcast um, because of snow. Yeah, big, <laughs> big shout out to Matt Farley. I mean, that was that was so dope. Um, I really do think you guys should check him out. Um, he's super entertaining, super out there for his fans. I mean, he puts his phone a phone number right on his Twitter account. Yeah, that's um, how I got hold of him, which is funny because everyone's like, "How'd you get a hold of him, Joe?" And I acted like I was like in the know. Like his name's on Twitter, or phone numbers on Twitter. I just fucking called him. And the best part is, like, both times we talked, like, the first time I called him was like 15 minutes. He's like, So tell me about your music. I'm like, All right, I'll tell you about my music. Yeah. You could probably just look up Matt Farley or Toilet Bowl Cleaners and the Poop Song if you want to get into some just uh, weird, strange you, stuff. Uh, if you look up, just do me a favor, just look up Matern Media, M O T E R N M E D I A. And just go get him and give him a follow on Twitter. Um, dude's hilarious, first of all, with his music. Second mm-hmm. of all, he's a dope human. Third of all, we're going to check out one of his movies here soon. And you can oh, call definitely him. Gonna, we're definitely going to do a movie review. We're gonna call, and then you, we could call him. Yeah, you can call him and uh, just tell him how you heard him on uh, heard about him on uh, the Third Speech Podcast. Excellent. And hopefully uh, we totally forgot to ask him because we just got so engrossed in our half an hour long conversation. Um, hopefully we'll be playing you guys some of his music, some of the ones we think are the choice hits. Uh, his up his Christmas song, 
I told him this in our. our oh interview. yeah, get get these people on the Christmas music. Uh, That's his, a good introduction. His, his uh, what is it? Poop on saying. Hold on, let me see it. Mm-hmm. Let me YouTube it for it. So I was painting the bathroom, and I'm like, uh, "Is your song made to my Christmas?" I think it's list, I pooped right? on Santa's lap. It's I yep. pooped on Santa's lap by the Toilet mm-hmm. Bowl Cleaners. So please check that out. Uh, it's a hilarious song. Yeah, um, add it to your Christmas playlists. It's got 212,000 views, so it, he did something right, you know? Yeah, he did. He's a living, working musician, man. Yeah. It's the dream. Hopefully we get him back on, and we can have the, uh, and we'll figure it out. I think uh, next week we got someone who's a guitar tech uh, who toured with some people, so hopefully we get the um, interview him and just uh, talk bullshit with him. He's from Cleveland originally, but he's moved around quite a bit, and... I think he wants to come on the podcast and just bullshit about being with touring bands. So that'll be an interesting interview. And then um, we got a couple other guests hopefully lined up. So um, I know you're listening to us now. So we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on uh, uh, Twitter. I think my name's something. All right. Something. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> All right. Take it easy, buddy. Later, I'll talk to you. I can't bang you on a Sunday. Guess we gotta do it on a Monday. Tender, tender. Sorry, baby. This ain't my way. The Bible says I can't bang you on a Sunday. I can't bang you on a Sunday Me and Brother Ed are playing on Wednesday Perhaps we could nail you on Good Friday Just can't do it on a Sunday Alright, let me try this out
Not bad for a bunch of honkies. Yep. What a blessing. <laughs>